is Evelyn, and it's another episode of Life Over Matter Podcast. This is episode 24, Your Casual Weight Loss Plan. Now, if you're anything like me, um, I have devoted my life to a lot of, a lot of weight issues. Like, I've talked about it before in the past, and... I've known what it was like to be very, very large, and I've known what it's like to be pretty skinny. Not for good reason, of course. Um, But, you know, it wasn't at the right times either. I was incredibly fortunate that I got to experience it in my life. And today, in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about it. And its level of importance, because that, in my opinion, has changed over the years. And also some tips on how to plan your weight loss goals, whether it be 5 pounds, or 50 pounds, or 500 pounds. I have done my diets with friends of all shapes and sizes, every beautiful inch of every single person that has stood by my side and done these hard and sore and sometimes discouraging uh, diets where we had to lift each other up and give each other tips and tricks on how to make it work and what works for us and what may not work for others. Before I get this podcast going, I just wanted to remind everybody that I am by no stretch of the imagination a doctor. I am not a a nutritionalist. I've been to many, but I am not one. Uh, I am not certified in any way uh, to talk about any of these things other than to share with you the things that I'm doing, the things I've done in the past, and how I am trying to be uh, my best self this year and want to bring you along for the journey with me to try these things with me. And then eventually, I hope that I can talk to everyone and see how it's working for you. So, dieting. It was, it was hard wrapping myself around this in youth. I had um, definitely touched upon this earlier in the podcast series, and I, uh, you know, wanted to break it down a little bit on how it could work for you, this lifestyle that I've developed. And it's not always something that I, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie, it's not something that uh, two years ago and previous, I was as concerned about as what I am today. And I don't know what the following years will bring. I am hoping to stay as motivated and as, and as inspired as I am right now. Um, and looking back on some of the things that I've tried that didn't work and some of the things that I've tried that did, I uh, was able to put a list of items together that uh, have always worked for me and my friends. And um, I hope that you find use in them as well. So... Also, um, one of the first and most important things that I learned is, uh, is about protein and carbs for a long time, especially like around the nineties, I would say everybody was about fat, low fat, low calorie, low fat, you know, diet on everything, uh, 
And I was, I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. It was my teens. I wanted so badly to have all the things that the other teenage girls had, you know. Um, they all had boyfriends and they all, you know, were just, just sought after by, by so many uh, of the more popular boys and all this stuff. And I was last in line. Like, I uh, don't know if I mentioned in a previous podcast, but I remember my first year of college being so excited to go to a fraternity party. Like, this was my time to shine. And I had all of these really skinny, beautiful friends. I mean, picture it. Uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And, you know, I am going around to, you know, different parties with a bunch of, you know, 20-year-old girls. Um, and, you know, I, in my head, you know, no matter how skinny or how large you are, you're still a soul. You're still that person. I'm that person today that I was then, um, regardless of the size of your flesh and skin and, and all of that outside business that makes you who you are. Right. So, um, I remember being like sixth in line to get into this fraternity party and I was so excited. I could hear the music. I was, you know, doing the old, I love this song, looking around at my friends. I mean, my heart was beating really fast. Um, there were, you know, people, uh, you know, who were, you know, meeting guys for the first time that were sitting out on the balcony talking, drinking out of their red solo cups. I mean, this was my sh- my time. And I got up to the front and I was up north in the cold. It was the winter and I had a tank top on underneath and the guy was taking everybody's coats and putting them away. And he went to take my coat and he said, hold on. And I said, okay. And all of my friends were inside and uh, some guy had taken my coat. And I'm standing at the door and there's a whole line around the house behind me to get into this frat party. And he asked me if I would step on a scale. Yeah. He asked me if I'd get on a scale. I stood on the scale. I weighed more. I don't remember at this time how much that was. Um, But I weighed more than what was allowed to get into the frat party. And they sent me home. They made some kind of comment about I was the reason I was heavier than the glacier that sunk the Titanic or something like that. And in this frigid, cold weather, I, with my head down and no coat and a tank top, I think it had glitter on it or something. It was like something really obnoxious and, you know, look at me-ish. And I walked home back to my dorm so sad, so beside myself, and I just wished for, you know, a little bit that I could be skinny. Just give me skinny. Give me that moment where they're excited to let me into that frat party, you know? And it had been something that I had been chasing for a really long time. And there was a lot that I was unfamiliar with because of this, um, you know, Everything was still pretty new to me. And my experiences that I had had um, with being, you know, attractive and feeling, they were, you know, kind of forced. Forced items that I made happen because I wanted to, I was so curious about what these 
elements in life at this youth that all my friends were experiencing were like and um age has taught me you know the proper way to eat the proper way to watch my weight and you know intertwining different feelings in there that are so much more important now than they've ever been and if I have any young listeners that are listening to this I hope that uh, the casual weight loss plan is able to help you uh, as I wish that someone could have taken me aside and told me whenever I was that age Uh, because as soon as I learned about it and it started very shortly after it was the first time that I'd lost over a hundred pounds and I got to experience that feeling it was short-lived because I had found myself in couple relationships and when you get into a relationship diets kind of fly out the window at first especially when you're younger and things are fresh and they're new and you're experiencing things for the very first time you start to get comfortable and set in your ways but I lost that first hundred pounds and I felt like a new person started seeing looks on people's faces that I wasn't familiar with I started getting this feeling of confidence that I didn't even know existed. It was deep down within the pits of my soul. And it just proved to me and taught me this whole lesson, this whole aha movement while I was experiencing this growth that it's going to be okay. There are elements that a lot of us have not even tapped into yet that are in the, t- the, the very pits of our soul that are waiting to get out. The human body is such a miraculous identity you know it's it's just something that is ever-changing and you can try as hard as you can to take care of that body because it's what follows your soul around for this life so the first tip that I have that I learned over the years is the food that you eat your protein should be the size of your palm and your side dishes should be the size of your fist all the time Portion control is one of the biggest names of the game. So size of the palm of your hand is your protein and the size of your fist is your side dish. You always want to stick with that, whether you choose to go low carb, keto, whatever the fad diet is of the time, Atkins, whatever you're going with. Just make sure you do portion control. And if you do any of those and they work really well, then go to this portion control afterwards. In order to stick with a proper portion control, something that I learned is portion your food. I bought a cheap food scale off of Amazon. I got a food saver uh, as a suggestion from a very good friend of mine who's amazing at dieting. And I bought meat in bulk and I took it, I separated it into palm-sized portions after I cut the fat off of it and everything like that. I uh, did the whole section of the food thing to take all the air out of it and I froze it. So not only did I have portion snacks, so instead of going for the chips, I went for, you know, maybe my cubes of cheese or my pre-made bacon or, you know, my little tiny sausage sandwiches, sausage and cheese sandwiches. But it kept me from grabbing other things, which is awesome because I've got a sweet tooth that doesn't quit. Another thing is I took pictures of my skinnier self from those times where I was at the highlight of my youth 
and I hung them up in places I would not want to see pictures of my skinnier self. The refrigerator, the mirror, yes, I live with a very patient person who is very supportive of this tactic, and it works, uh, because I can't look at those pictures without thinking of what that time of my life was like and what it felt like to be that me and how I know that I'll never feel that way again but it's up to me as an adult and up to everybody who's listening to be the new you you know to to be the stunner the wiser you and that's what's the most important I think about each day you get older than the day before and as you experience that excitement it's important that you also understand that the many faces of yourself is nurturing and become it's ripening and becoming this masterpiece of a person and it's so hard to forget that and I think that that's a huge part of successful dieting especially in a casual weight loss plan this isn't something that's like a typo hardcore um you know working out six hours a day the biggest loser kind of diet plan this is you know, for a healthier self, if you want to lose weight, if you have the time and you don't need results in two months, you're not getting married tomorrow and you need to fit into your dress. This is a lifestyle and it's very important, um, that you understand that it's not just about hitting certain goals for your food and what you're eating, but it's about, Developing a a comfort level because you're okay with what you're eating. You like what you're eating. You're not sick of what you're eating because you're adding a lot of variety into the foods that you're uh, putting into your mouth. And we're not all cooks. I have a, a knack. I've got a creative imagination with food. So I have an advantage. I know the things that I'm allowed to eat. I know the things that I like and I pair them with each other according to whatever basis I go for, which is a low carb, high protein diet. Um, And so I know what times of day I look for snacks. Monitor yourself, keep a food journal. Keep a food journal, then you can monitor how many times a day you get hungry and supplement those times with the amount of proteins that you need. And like I said, if I ever have carbs, I have them in the morning and then at night I try not to have any at all for dinner. So my last carb intake is probably at like two or three o'clock. That way anything that I eat after that is totally low or no carb and my body is continually burning those. Um, Now anybody also who's listened to this podcast knows that at this point I've had weight loss surgery. Um, And it's something that I openly educate people about. It was an experience that, you know, if you've listened to my other podcast, I've talked about it in great detail. And um, these tips are for the person who has not had this surgery. Uh, So if you're listening and um, you're looking for advice on what to eat after you've had bariatric surgery, Um, This could help you to an extent because I have a couple tricks outside of a diet plan, but, you know, please DM me or something and I'll be happy to send you the diet plan that I have for bariatric weight loss because I've got all kinds of tricks and tips for that as well. 
Another thing that's so important for a casual weight loss plan is deciding to commit. Making the decision to commit is the most important decision that you'll make because there are temptations everywhere. There are places that have the greatest food and food is such a sensory object. You can smell it. You can touch the little hairs on the outside of a juicy, ripe peach. You can, you know, feel the juices of a succulent, you know, piece of pie, you know, or, or the feeling of cold ice cream on a hot day. There are things about food that are triggers and you have to be committed in order to kind of turn your cheek in the other direction. And after a while, if you've listened to my making habits and breaking habits podcast, it gets easier, especially if you get creative with it. Um, And what I mean by creative is if I only have a couple items to work with, I'll figure out how to use the almond flours and your, your egg bases and I will have fried chicken, but it won't have any carbs, you know, or I will make myself a low or no carb cheesecake if I want a piece of cheesecake. Um, and I will substitute the necessary items if it's not sweet enough for me or it doesn't have enough texture uh, and it doesn't fit the mold of what I'm looking for then I will keep uh, tasting it until I can figure out a way and that way it's guilt-free I can still feel like I'm getting somewhere I continue to lose weight which is awesome and I figured most of these things out not the first or second time I lost all my weight it was actually when I was really honing in uh, trying to get my weight loss surgery approved by the insurance company anybody who's had it that's listening knows that you have to lose a certain amount of weight for the insurance company to give you the opportunity to cover your in your surgery to show that you are serious about losing the weight um, and, you know, in, in efforts of my commitment and taking lots of notes and keeping a bariatric journal and, uh, you know, journaling everything I was eating, the amount of foods and when, what I was craving that I couldn't have, it really opened my eyes to different uh, mindless eating that I have. Um, that's my next tip outside of committing to the diet is watch your mindless eating. A lot of time, you'll make something to eat and you'll sit down to watch TV. You'll be eating while you're watching TV and you don't realize how much you are eating. That is where the pre-measured portion food comes in. You're not, you know, you're not tempted to just sit there and keep eating because you'll run out of food when it comes to the time that your food runs out that you've already measured. The palm of your hand is the size of your meat and your fist is the side of your side dish. Um, you know, soda, if you want to do diet soda, that's fine. But remember that the bursting bubbles of carbonation stretch your stomach. And it was also something that I learned when having my stomach surgery, uh, because I'm to this day not allowed for the rest of my life. I'm never allowed to have soda. And the reason why is because of the air that gets into your stomach uh, stretches it. And as you all know, if you're listening to this and enjoying it, when you stretch your stomach, 
you eat more food to get full because there are places in your stomach that are trigger points that when the food hits it, it tells your body, okay, I'm full. And sometimes when we go to the all-you-can-eat buffet, or if you're anything like me, um, you have to depend on that feeling pressing against those sensors in your stomach to tell you to stop eating. And uh, it doesn't always have to be that way. So you've got to be mindful and you got to avoid things like the all-you-can-eat buffet unless it's your cheat day, which is my next item. Make sure that you're allowing yourself every couple of weeks. I am not the once-a-week person, but every couple of weeks if your diet is showing progress to cheat on your diet. It's good for your body. It's good for your mind. It's good for your soul, your stress levels, your cortisone. I'm opinionated. That is my opinion. I find it so true. And it's still healthy for your body because it kind of mixes things up a little bit. Because if you've gone on any diets before, you know that your body gets used to eating the same things all the time. And you find yourself on a dieting plateau and you stop losing weight because of it. Sometimes a good cheat day will flip you uh, into a state of body shock where your body's asking what's happening. And then going forward, if you hop right back on the diet, and that's the key, is if you fall off the back of the wagon, jump back on immediately after that day is done. And then your body will recognize your plan again. But that sudden hiccup in your weight loss journey is going to set your clock back again. And hopefully, you'll start to lose weight again. Another trick that I've done is having two gumball bowls in little tiny like fish bowls. I'll put however much weight I want to lose into one of the fish bowls. And every time I lose any pounds, I take that many fish bowls or that many gumballs and I put them in the other fish bowl. This is a way that you can actually look at how much you've lost because a lot of people will lose five pounds after two months. And they'll be like, I only lost two pounds or I only lost five pounds after two months. And it gets discouraging and then they don't want to do it anymore. They start to think to themselves, well, what is this all for then? Why am I going through all this hard work? Why am I working out so much? Why am I doing all this? Blah, 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 blah. If you can see it, it makes a whole world of difference. I always tell people that are dieting around me when they're discouraged about how much they've lost to imagine how many pounds of sugar. A bag of sugar is one pound. If you lost 20 pounds and you're like, well, I only lost 20 pounds. Imagine putting 20 bags of sugar in a book bag and carrying them on your back, up steps, all of it, down roads, wherever you're walking, whenever you're on the treadmill, whenever you're biking, you've got 20 pounds of sugar in a backpack on your back. Imagine that. Imagine that. Those listeners out there who have children, you're carrying a 20 pound baby. How does that feel after a half an hour, 40 minutes of holding that 20 pound baby? You feel like your arms are going to fall off, right? So think about what an achievement is to take that book bag and take it off and put it down. It's such a huge, huge difference that we don't give ourselves enough credit for. And I think that thinking of it that way and thinking of the whole gumball idea and the fishbowl is a wonderful way to monitor your weight loss. Another thing is you could throw a quarter in a coffee can and when you hit your goal, take yourself out to do something nice with the money that you've saved. 
And you also want to do little tricks, like parking as far from the grocery store as possible, carrying in all of your own groceries. Instead of taking the elevator, always taking the steps, as hard as it may be. Several times remind yourself to go for a walk around your house, go for a walk around your building, go for a walk around your job. You know, it it all adds up. That exercise is always keeping your heart moving. It's always keeping things positive. It's always making you feel good about yourself. If you are concerned about, you know, working up too big of a sweat, bring a change of clothes. Keep them in your trunk. If you have a chance to, you know, go to scenic places and go for a bike ride, if that's what enriches you. If you need a second chance to um, get into the spirit of things, that's okay. We all do sometimes. So get one of those sit down behind the desk ellipticals uh, from Amazon if you can and sit and do it while you watch your favorite shows on Netflix or use your favorite shows on Netflix to be the dangling carrot. Tell yourself that if you don't walk around the block X amount of times, then you're not going to let yourself watch the newest episode of your favorite show. That's sometimes a trick that I use when I've got to clean my house. If I don't get a certain amount of bedroom clean, I am not allowed to watch my favorite show. If I don't get the laundry done, I can't watch this favorite show. And for me, who loves my television, I really appreciate myself for that. Because I need a dangling carrot, as we all do once in a while. It's really important to be creative, um, think everything green when you're thinking of your food items, everything green, everything protein, um, this is what I do, um, and like I said, I only eat the protein at night. If I'm going to have anything green, I have it during the day because there's hidden carbs and things in stuff during the day. Now, there'll be, you know, very healthy nutritional people that are licensed nutritionists that would probably argue with some of my methods, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I tried so many things growing up. I tried only eating, you know, baked potatoes, you know, because everybody said baked potatoes were low in calorie. I tried, um, you know, cutting out... Um, everything, everything that was, was, I mean, they said, don't eat bacon. I didn't eat bacon. They said, you know, don't eat cottage cheese. I stopped eating cottage cheese. And these are the items that I eat now. And the items that I ate before my surgery that I lose weight. Um, you know, it's incredible how everything just seems to switch with the fad. And then you learn about what you're actually putting into your mouth and you learn about um, hidden chemicals and steroids that are in your food. And at first I was like, that's just something that people that have a lot of money talk about because they're going to pay for an organic head of lettuce, you know, 
three times the amount that I would spend for a regular head of lettuce when there's nothing different, when really there's chemicals that are used on these items that have a huge impact on the chemistry of your body. And it's definitely something to look into. It's also very important to go beyond this podcast and conduct your own research if that is something that concerns you. Um, But in the opposite, as I do pay attention to things like that, if I'm having weak moments, I make alterations for those weak moments. For instance, if I want something from Starbucks, I absolutely love Starbucks. I put together a recipe from Starbucks where I can have a low-carb coffee that is excellent for me. It's got all kinds of vitamins and minerals in it from the different coffee beans that they have at Starbucks. It has all of the low carb goodies, the uh, heavy whipping cream. It's it's just regular coffee with sugar-free syrup. uh, And I enjoy it so much. Uh, It's the same with fast food. A lot of times people are like, I'm on a diet, I have to avoid fast food. And for the most part, I do. Even since we've been at home, I never eat fast food just because I'm not out and about. But if I was out and about more, I would find myself really craving Burger King or craving Wendy's. I could smell it. I loved it. I remembered how it tasted before. My mouth would water. I mean, they have these scents that are just incredible and it just takes you into that whole I'm eating a burger thing. Well, you can still go through the drive-thru, get it without bread, and they are familiar with it. You'd think that they wouldn't be, but as soon as you tell them you'd like your order without bread, it comes on a cute little platter with everything on it, they give you a fork and a knife, and you can eat it, and in your brain, you're actually feeling like there's bread there. And it tastes just the same. It's the same thing with Amazon. Amazon sells a fleet of low-carb or no-carb breads. Uh, I buy them three loaves at a time. I'll freeze two loaves. And when it comes to portioning Sundays, which are my day to portion, I go through and I use some bread just to give myself the idea that I am eating something that I'm allowed to eat. So you'll want to be creative with it. I have a ton of recipes. I have... Um, a ton of different things that I use to stay inspired. I've got tricks that I pull out of the hat whenever I'm feeling low, um, different types of sweets and things like that. And eventually I'm looking to do a podcast on some of those ideas. We'll see how good this goes over and how many people we get to listen to this podcast so I can get an idea of the want for things like that. Um, but, uh, this is my casual weight loss plan and I was really excited to share it with you and I hope that it makes a difference for you if it's something that you're into and if you're not into it, I'm glad you listened. I appreciate, uh, your time and you can leave me a message on my podcast page for Anchor. You can also, um, find me at Life Over Matter on Instagram. I would really enjoy that. And until then... Uh, Take care of yourself, and I'll see you next time.